0: This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we unjumble an important and sometimes under the radar statewide issue that affects you. Shana, a lot of casualties with these line-item vetoes that the governor handed down recently.
1: Uh, yes, a lot being almost 150 line-item vetoes, including our state's sort of ad campaign, Pure Michigan. And here to talk to us about this one in particular and kind of unpack this a little bit is Gong Wars Alethea Kasman. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. So talk to us first about what happened with Pure Michigan.
2: So the governor completely line item vetoed the the ad campaign in her veto spree. So she had recommended in her budget less funding, but then ended up cutting all of it. She said she loves Pure Michigan, so it seems like, you know, this is one of the vetoes that is designed to maybe get Republicans back to the negotiating table.
0: Does this mean that Pure Michigan is gone? Are we just done with Pure Michigan now?
2: So not yet. Pure Michigan will be around at least for a couple months longer. They have ads that are out already, um, programs going on now. But if the funding is not restored, you know, in the, the start of 2020, it could, um, they might not be doing any summer ads. So Tim Allen's still working for now. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I think when we think of it, we think of those commercials again with Tim Allen and, uh, you know, the, the, the nice scenes of, of, of Michigan, the aerial footage, that sort of thing. But that program is much bigger than just those commercials, right?
2: Yeah, they they're doing some other stuff right now. They have a campaign with Shorts Brewing Company up in Bel Air, where Shorts has this IPA that I believe that they had made before, but right now it has the Pure Michigan tagline. It's an autumn IPA, and it's completely sourced from all Michigan ingredients, the so Michigan hops, uh, you know, some other stuff from the UP. So they're you know involved with on the you know business side as well.
0: And and what does this mean for the tourism industry as a whole in Michigan? Is would that be a big hit if this went away?
2: You know, I think people in the industry would tell you that it would be, you know, Pier Michigan um, is touted by, by the tourism industry. They think it's really helped bring people here. Um, and I think, you know, they would say it would be a big hit.
1: What is the appetite in, you cover mainly the House, what is the appetite among, like, let's say, Speaker of the House Lee Chatfield to try and work with the governor to get this particular program and others back from her line item veto?
2: So right now, Speaker Chatfield and Majority Leader Shirky over in the Senate are very much, you know, the budget is done. We sent her a responsible budget, and she made her decisions. Um, I think, you know, in another month or two, we might see more pressure on the Republicans to get back with the governor and pass some sort of supplemental. So things like Peer Michigan, um, you know, that's two months out, and then we'll see an effect. Things like the private university tuition grant, they get their payments in November. So they have another month before students will really start to feel the pain. So I think that is when we'll start to see pressure on Republican lawmakers to, you know, stop just blaming the governor. It's time to get this funding back. Where is that pressure going to be coming from, do you think? Well, I think they'll have constituent pressure for sure. Um, You know, right now it is easy to say, you know, this is the governor's fault. You know, she just vetoed these things. She's the one who did it. But in a month or two, you know, the governor is going to be out there saying, you know, I want to negotiate. I want to put this funding back. So maybe constituents will start, you know, calling their lawmakers and saying, OK, well, what are you doing about this? But you're also, you know, these programs are represented by different lobbyists around the city. So they're also going to be pressuring lawmakers to get funding for their clients' programs back into the budget.
0: And I'm curious how big you think the risk is for for Whitmer here. I mean, she's going to be up for reelection in 2022. That's a long ways from now. Now, but still, I mean, the the messaging for Republicans is pretty easy around this. That you know, she's cutting pure Michigan. She's cutting programs for autism. She's cutting money for roads. I mean, uh, it seems like those things are pretty easy to slap on a negative ad campaign.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the governor is in a little bit of a tough spot right now. Um, I don't think she messaged very well in the weeks preceding her vetoes. That the you know the Republican legislators sent her. A budget that she was not a part of, which is pretty unprecedented as well. So she, I don't think she messaged that very well. So now, what you know, everyday voters are seeing is that she vetoed these programs. But you know, the the hurt from those programs not being funded is going to hurt everyone, no matter what. So in November 2020, when the house is up for re-election, will it hurt them then? So they need to come back to the table. Then in 2022, do we forget about all of this? We all know how fast. This kind of stuff, you know, so quickly falls <laughs> right. off the wayside. I mean, look at right to work. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's that what was I was. That was a seeing. huge
2: thing, and you know, they, you know, that didn't really seem to affect Rick Snyder in his next election. Yeah,
0: twenty fourteen, well, right to work was like two centuries ago. It might have been. It might as well have been. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Exactly.
1: What does the governor need to be doing now? Because like right now, she is she's taking a lot of hits. Um, like Jake said, it's very easy for Republicans to shoot up a tweet that says, "Look at all of the things that she vetoed." What should she be doing now to start to kind of turn the
2: tide on Republicans? Um, you know, I don't really know. I think she's she's doing what I think she thinks she has to do, which is bring everyone into a room. You know, she was. Um, She did not attack Republicans yesterday after their quadrant meeting where they said, you know, we're moving on to policy. The budget is done. She said it's good that everyone's still in a room. So I think she's going to let the dust settle for a week or two. And, you know, if it doesn't seem like Republicans are changing their tune, maybe then she'll, you know, have a a next step. But for now, I think she just has to wait for everything to calm down. And then we'll see if Republicans are ready to, to get that supplemental with things that they want in it.
0: It, you know, one of those things that I mentioned earlier is a good, an easy thing to attack Wimmer on with this is that one-time funding for roads. Of course, she's kind of trying to hit back and the administration is trying to hit back with, you know, that one-time funding of just over $300 million. It would only pave something like 39 miles of roads or something like that. But uh, at the same time, I mean, you know, when you've built your entire campaign, the reason that you were elected, the issue that you were elected on was roads. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see see her uh, veto that one time funding for roads and then try to explain it. Seems like she's going to be on and she's already sort of on the defensive uh, with that.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think that this is one where, you know, on the one hand, I do think voters are are smart and it can be explained, right? Like the governor wants 25 Billion more for roads annually. The Republicans gave her 400 million in one-time funding. Right. that's not you know anywhere near what people think is needed to solve the problem. But it does put you in a position where Republicans can say, you know, Whitmer cut road funding, mm-hmm. and you know she does have to explain it in you know more than one sentence. It's not easily explainable. But if she does get her road funding plan. This won't
0: matter. Yeah, I think the the question is like why why not just sign this one time funding into law and then and then come back for the larger solution? Like why do you have to veto it? I think is the question, and there is an explanation, but it it gets into the weeds of shell like mm-hmm. economic shell games and 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 uh, you know that sort of thing that she's trying to explain now. And I don't know. It, it seems like that is a tough sell when you start talking about um, you know trying to talk about the the way that the bu- budget actually functions in the as she puts it, the shell games that exist, that's a tough message to sell.
2: It is. And it's, you know, it's a he said, she said right now, too, because she's saying, you know, they sent me this one-time funding for roads. It's too much money. That was needed in corrections. That was needed, you know, in DTMB for, um, you know, IT things. But the Republicans are saying, no, we funded those fine. Like, we sent you a responsible budget. So it creates this situation where, you know, a voter has to kind of decide, who do I believe in this situation? Democrats are going to be more likely to believe Governor Whitmer, Republicans are going to side, you know, with their lawmakers. So it does create a little bit of a tribalism situation here.
1: <laughs> and in mentioning roads and the sort of long-term potential road funding plan, is there any appetite among Republicans to go back to the table and be like, okay, we've had this really contentious budget cycle, but let's focus on your priority, governor. Let's make sure that you, (laughs) you know, come forward through with that campaign promise to fix the damn roads. I mean, is that really possible at this point?
2: It is hard for me to imagine Republicans and the governor working together right now on a long-term road funding solution. Mm -hmm. It, I just, I don't see it happening in the near future. I think we're more likely to see a supplemental come first and then maybe road funding. But, you know, then we're going to be in 2020. Uh, is the House going to vote on potentially new revenue for roads, even if it's smaller than the 45 cent gas tax increase, which it certainly will be? Will they vote for that in an election year? Uh, you know, that remains to be seen. That seems you know, like it would be pretty difficult to get done.
0: Yeah, cue video of Beau Lefebvre uh, shooting a, a gas can with 45 cents <laughs> on it, yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Alethea Kasman, Deputy Editor over at the Gongwer News Service. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me.